Joining us now is Garrett Saldana, who's running for governor. Good morning, Garrett. How are you? How you doing, sir? Thank you for so much for having us on your show. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on. So why do you say that Governor Whitmer is ruling like an emperor? Oh, my goodness gracious. If you just go back over the last two years um, with everything that she has done, and she just continues to be the gift that get, keeps on giving. I mean, if you go back to early April when she bypassed our legislature and was ruling unilaterally over all of us um, over the next several months off that 1945 law, I mean, she just she just showed us what her true uh, colors were. Through executive orders. Do you, is this the same way you, you believe she exploited a health crisis? Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, one thing with the Democrats and the progressive left, they're always taking every crisis and trying to take um, ground back. And that's what they have done. I mean, they turned our election process into California and New York overnight. Um, and they just continue to just try to take control. And uh, and we're just uh, the people are just tired of it. We, we need to stand up. And that's why there's ordinary people doing extraordinary things now. You know, you said uh, that Michigan politicians can hide behind secret slush funds, quote, can vote to enrich their own business interests, and some can even take unlimited campaign finance contributions. We must return our government to we the people and end these perks for politicians. You feel very strongly about ending these practices. What's your plan to do so? No, absolutely. Hey, look, we're the most corrupt uh, state in the union politically. And that's one thing that the people want is just truth and transparency now. And so we came up with uh, Sunshine Plan 2.0. And what we did is we just elaborated on Gretchen Whitmer's Sunshine Plan that she spoke of when she was running, saying that she was going to be the most transparent governor in the history of Michigan. Um, and she was the very governor that denied FOIA requests. Um, and that was doing all these things to rule unilaterally over us and bypass the legislature. So what we did is we took her plan and we elaborated on it. And I think it's just common sense solutions. Hey, look, we want to, you know, streamline FOIA requests, the executive and legislative branches. We want to make sure that, you know, these legislatures and future governors, where your, where's your money coming from? You know, who are you in bed with? What special interest groups? So we basically want to just open the doors to Lansing and let the people know what's going on. But one of the best things that I'm excited about is we want people running for office now who love this country, who love this flag, that's doing for what's good for the people, not for self-interest. So we're going to make sure that every legislature, every governor here um, and in the future, that they're not making any money off the bills that they pass for up to five years after they're done with office. That's going to get true Americans um, to get bypass this self-interest and do it to serve the people. Well, we would love it if uh, the the expansion of the Freedom of Information Act would go towards the legislature and the executive branch, the governor's mansion. There has been no success thus far. And one of the reasons why the Senate has not yet agreed on doing so, how would you convince them uh, to make sure that they uh, implement this expansion of FOIA? And, and that's what we're going to do is we're going to put it on the legislature. Give me a bill. Give me a bill to sign. And we're going to find out who's on our side. And I really feel this is a bipartisan issue. Um, I think whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, we want to know what's going on behind those closed doors. So I'm going to tell them to write me the bill and we're going to find out who wants this bill to be passed. And if they don't want it to be passed, we're going to call them out. And that's one thing in this political cycle, which is unusual and different than every any other previous political cycle here in the past, is the people are engaged. The people are awakened and people now want truth and transparency, because if you give us that, if you give, give us this truth and you give us this transparency, we're going to figure it out as a nation. Look, inflation and gas prices are the top issues for every family right now. This morning, Governor Whitmer proposed a $500 check 
for every Michigan working family. Is a $500 check the solution, or what would your solution be? My goodness gracious. I mean, there, the, the check engine light is on in the state of Michigan, and the check engine light is on in America right now. And what the Democrats are doing right now is they're just unplugging it. Um, they're not fixing the why. You know, what we need in Michigan right now is we need to attract businesses because there is a mass exodus of people leaving this state and businesses leaving this state even before COVID. And now it's amplified with the COVID and they're going to all these freedom states like Kentucky, Tennessee, um, Florida and Texas. And we got to attract those businesses back. So how do we do that? Because you hear all this lip service from politicians on say we're always going to attract jobs. But how are you going to do it? So, number one, this is what we need to do. We want to make sure that Michigan's a business-friendly state, and we want to make sure that no governor can ever weaponize the health department again to, uh, to restrict us or shut us down in the next cold and flu season. So we want to make sure that we're restoring the checks and balances. We need to cut regulations. It's one thing that we have learned over the past two years is we do not want government in our everyday lives. We don't want them in our businesses. We don't want them in our schools. So we got to cut regulations. And look, if we don't start investing into long-term energy-dense solutions, we're going to be in trouble. They're already talking about cutting back our energy and having blackouts in the summer because the air conditioner, because our energy grid is going to be stressed. We should be energy independent like we were underneath President Trump, but also Michigan should be, um, be able to stand on its own two feet as well. So we can have solar and wind, but they're not going to be the long-term solutions. We need nuclear. We need gas. We need an all-of-the-above approach. And when we do that, and when we make energy cheaper, and everything else I just talked about, about cutting regulations and making business uh, free again, or Michigan free again, that's going to attract people back. And when you attract businesses, that attracts jobs. And with those jobs comes families, and families are going to come and spend money in their local local communities. That's how the economy runs. 1931 abortion law here in Michigan. Do you believe that should stand as it is written? 100%. I am 100% unapologetically pro-life. My mom was adopted. And if her birth mother couldn't have an abortion, I wouldn't be here. And I know a lot of the people on the progressive left wishes that would have happened, but it didn't. You know, our taxpaying dollars should never be funding organizations that promote abortion like Planned Parenthood. We need to be supporting our crisis pregnancy centers and our foster and adoption centers. You know, how about start building a culture of support for these moms to let them know that there are great people, that their baby is loved, and they have a great support system behind them. We lost uh, new car factories to other states. Could we have prevented that? Should we have prevented that? How, how would you prevent that in the future? That just goes with what I just said with the long-term energy-dense solutions. We lost 11,000 jobs at Kentucky and Tennessee. Um, and the reason, number one, was because energy is too expensive, too expensive in the state of Michigan. So if we don't start having some foresight and we don't start bringing some common-sense solutions to this, Michigan's going to be in trouble. And that's what we're looking at right now. Inflation's going up. Michiganders' uh, pockets are definitely getting affected with the, right, uh, the rising gas prices, the rising energy prices with inflation. So we got to start having some constructive ideas on how to put more money back in Michiganders' pockets and really prepare Michigan for what I believe that's coming is a recession because you can't do what the federal government's doing right now and not have ramifications and repercussions here in the future. So we have to have some foresight, and that's what I'm going to bring to the table as Michigan's next governor.